And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about talking with professionals about how they use social media to promote themselves and their businesses. And I have to admit, today is a red-letter day because I'm talking to one of my most favorite people in the entire world, and we're just going to have so much fun. Who knows what we're (laughs) going to talk about? You know, we could really just ramble about anything and everything, but that's half the fun about talking with the ever-fabulous absolutely spectacular Gloria Neal. So welcome, Glow. Oh, you are so very welcome. And thank you for having me, Deb. How are you, Miss Socialite? Oh, we're just doing spectacular down here in the ATL. And (laughs) one of the things that a lot of my listeners might not realize is that you are now in the ATL with me. Oh, honey, hush. We are in the thick of it down here in the bushes with the bugs and everything. Oh, I know. And uh, somewhere I saw, and I'm, you know, see, here we go. We're digressing already. <laughs> they say that this year is because we've had so much rain is going to be the worst year for mosquitoes ever recorded. Yeah, that's all we need on the heels of Zika, huh? <laughs> They're just going to carry my husband off. You know, they look at me and they go, yeah, not so much. And he gets, you know, he's, he's like this massive welt. But, um, you know, and, and so, see, you know, we're just, we're just going to have so much fun chatting. But for yeah. people who don't know who you are, this it's mm-hmm. just rude that they don't. So we're going to tell them just a little bit about you. Okay. So Gloria Neal is an award-winning multimedia journalist who started at CBS 46 here in Atlanta mm-hmm. in June of 2015, where she is the anchor of the CBS 46 Morning News. Before then, she was in Denver, which is where I knew her, where she was with CBS 4 KCNC for many years, and she covered many significant and historical events, including both inaugurations of President Obama, she traveled internationally to Belize on several occasions interviewing Prime Minister Barros and traveled to China as a member of the Denver Metro Chamber Leadership Foundation Board and covering the economic impact, impact that China has on the U.S. and on Colorado. Right. For many years, Gloria was the afternoon news anchor for News Radio 850 KOA in Denver with Dave Logan, who is the voice of the... Super Bowl 50 <laughs> winning Denver Broncos. <laughs> and yay! You know, we're going to have, we, we get a whole year being able to cheer about that. Um, and Scott Hastings, who is the voice of the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Glow was also the morning co host on Jammin 92.5. From there, she joined the Denver Radio Company, where she continued her broadcasting career as the only woman solo host of a morning drive radio show, Sassy 107 FM. <laughs> And you know, that's just because you're so sassy. Um, <laughs> during that same time, Gloria began writing a monthly column for Denver Magazine, Glow Knows. She hosted the Gloria Neal Show from 2012 to 2014. But more importantly, Gloria is heavily involved in philanthropic and community-driven causes. She has delivered numerous keynotes and served as MC for various luncheons and conferences. And again, welcome, 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 welcome <laughs> to one of my most favorite people in the world. 
Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. No, it is it is an absolute joy to do this with you. I tell you what, as many, many, many years have gone by and we have seen each other at just countless events, mm-hmm. I just never would have thunk it that the script would be flipped and you would have me on the other side of a mic in this capacity of a radio station. I can remember the first time you gave me an award, uh, mm-hmm. Women in Communications, and you presented right. me with... Uh, an award that year, and it was probably one of my first awards being in this business some many moons ago, and I just reflected on that not too long ago, and I got so full in my spirit, and just, I just, you know, how many, many rivers we have crossed throughout these years, just making roads and making inroads and and just making the progress that we do in our careers Mm -hmm. and in our lives. It's been phenomenal, Deb. Well, and it's been, it's been 20 years. Um, Actually, it's been longer than that because I believe you and I initially met, you would have probably been at KOA then, mm-hmm. when I was the communications coordinator for the American Cancer Society. What? I know. That's like, you know, we, we were both just 16, 17 years old. Um, <laughs> oh, my and gosh. I didn't even know you were with the American Cancer Society. Yeah. And so we were doing some type of PSA or something, and I think that was when we initially met. Yeah. But it wasn't until you were probably at Channel 4 that we really started connecting. Correct. And doing a lot there. And a big part of that was because you were so involved in the community. I was so involved in the community. And, you know, and, and then we just did a lot of mutual networking. Plus, you know, I'm I'm just a big fan. And, and so, you know, it is funny that the tables are turned. I hope I get a good grade for doing oh, this. You, you are know, doing it's, it's... phenomenal, honey. You, you, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think one of the cool things about all this is how much everything has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when I first started in public relations and when you first started in uh, radio and, and TV, when I would pitch a story to a reporter, it was pick up the phone, you know, and, and, and you know, we maybe had email, but they were pretty leery about opening emails Correct. because you had lots of viruses, you had lots of things like that. And so we, we and now part of it too is we established a relationship right. with that reporter, with that community relations director, whoever, you know, long before then. So that then when I called, they would take my call. Right. And I would say, hey, I've got this great story about a cancer survivor, about, you know, this other great event that I'm doing for, you know, whoever. And, you know, and, and, and we sent physical right. copies of press releases right. and photos. Right. I remember getting a thousand copies of a, a photo printed to send out on a press release. And now, I mean, you send them a tweet and, you know, you might pop them an email. You, you friend them on Facebook. And so social media in particular has changed so much about how we as PR people, as marketing people, interact with the media. It's just, it's been, you know, it's been fun to watch. It's a little scary too. Well, it is very scary because it really has in many instances, Deb, taken the place of a real physical relationship. And to your point, Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about that physical relationship. You do want to have a relationship with people when they see your name come across, whether it is your smartphone or whether it is your computer or your iPad or your laptop or whatever device you are communicating on, you want to be able to connect with that name. I know that person. I have a relationship with that person. I broke bread. I know those kids. I know Mm -hmm. fill in the blank, her husband. And yet, and still we have an entire generation of people who are not used to communicating that way. We have an entire generation of kids who don't even learn cursive in school. 
<laughs> I know. That's that's amazing. And uh, you know the the whole thing comes down to that relationship and that trust. Right. And especially as someone in the media, you know, I remember and this was oh good golly, it was over 5 years ago. I was at a, a round table and was sitting next to a reporter from the Rocky Mountain News. Mm-hmm. And she was the health reporter, so that was why I was talking to her. And she told me that she, on average, had 200 stories a day pitched to Easy. her. You know, yeah. and, and so it does take that trust factor, knowing that, hey, when you see that person's name, you know that they've got a good story, or at least a good potential story. Right. And the, the bad part now, and, and I can only, you know, guess at how many times you get pitches just from out of the blue. Oh. You don't know, is it a real person, right. for one thing? Right. Then is it a reputable story? And, you know, so talk and, about and do how... You, and do you have time to vet it? I mean, right. It, it, so yeah. uh, to your... I think I know where you're going and, and mm-hmm. with that. So you do get pitches. So the first thing I look for um, in that subject line or even mm-hmm. in that email, because it's not a phone call, because we live in a day right. and age where you cannot feel that many phone calls from people no. who are trying to communicate with you to pitch a story. Uh, so as a morning news anchor, you know, you get off the air, you're going through emails, and do I know that name? That's the first thing coming mm-hmm. in. You want to make sure you don't open anything crazy. Uh, and if I do know the name, then certainly that's going to go to the top of my list. And certainly mm-hmm. if I'm expecting an email from that person, then that's really going to go to the tippy top. Right. Uh, and then it becomes after those are ranked and then it's OK, I don't know these names, but maybe I met them at an event I was at recently. So then mm-hmm. I will open those up. They look legit and some of them turn out to be. And then I have a, a folder that's called Positively Georgia, where mm-hmm. I will open those up because they are supposed to be pitching me on positive stories, right. dealing with folks here in Georgia, that they're doing something good and positive in their communities. And we want to promote those and get those on. Mm-hmm. And so I look at those, but in order to get those on, you've got to open them, read them, and you've got to vet them, make sure that people are telling it exactly as it needs to be told. You've got to check out their facts. And mm-hmm. once you do that, you've got to call them and see if, if, in fact, they are who they say they are and if the time frame will work. A lot of stories are right. not evergreen. Some people think, well, my event's happening next week. Can't you get out here? No. You know, so Not the, yeah. you needed mm-hmm. a month or month or two sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what's in my pipeline already. There is a lot of legwork involved in that. And sometimes I'm successful um, with that because there are days where or weeks that will go by and it's like I'll call them and I say, oh, my event is happening this week. And Gloria, I sent it to you a month ago. And I said, well, I am so sorry. I'm sure your event's going to mm-hmm. be great, but I can't get out there this weekend. And I don't work right. weekends. And that's overtime mm-hmm. photographer. And so there's a lot that goes into getting a story on the air. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're the only one that's vetting it and you don't have a fully staffed producer at your disposal. Right. Well, and then you're competing with the other five stations, the newspaper, all of those, because, you know, maybe they sent the story to everybody. And, and of course, you know, there are obviously stories that everybody covers, but special events in many cases tended to be my experience when I was in Denver Mm -hmm. We we would pitch to one station, mm-hmm. you know, because we wanted we really wanted a lot of coverage from you know whoever it was, and you know and, and we did know we we would go you know six months in advance and and things like Correct. that. But you know I'm sure a lot of people think well I'm just going to pitch it to everybody and see who bites first, right? You know and and whether it's a you know a breaking news story or gee this is you know something happening at my child's school that you should check out right. all of those things, and so it. 
it's not only a race to make sure that it's a valid story, but you're racing against your competitors. Right. And I would say this for those individuals who have the time and they do want to forge a relationship with a certain station uh, as that station rep. I am always looking at you want a relationship with me and you have the time your event is four or five months away. Pitch it to me. If I mm-hmm. hear, oh, you know what, we've shopped this pretty much everywhere. Right. You pretty much lowered your chances about 50-50. Mm-hmm. Because if you've given it to everyone, you really are basically saying, you know what, I I, I, I realize that, you know, it, anything else that comes out of your mouth to me is suspect. You are really not mm-hmm. looking for exclusivity. You're just looking for right. coverage. And so you will probably get a BO on the weekend of your event, mm-hmm. but you're certainly not going to get... Um, white glove treatment because you're basically shopping it to the highest or the lowest bidder, depending on your perspective. But if you've got the time and you say, Glow, I have put this in front of no one else. I wanted you to do this. I'd really like not only for you to have this story, it's a great story, but I'd love for you to be involved in the event, maybe emcee this. We've got five months. What do you think? And that gives me time, one, to go back, talk with my people, two, to get to know you better, and three, already, if you know that I'm passionate about this, if it's a woman's event or if it's an educational event, if it's a children's event, then you know good and well that's something that's going to be near and dear to me, and you're already pushing the right buttons. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's one of those things that is so critical is knowing that reporter or that anchor or that writer, you know, maybe you're pitching a a story to the, the paper, knowing about them and knowing what their passions are because, you know, they have egos. Now, we're not going to say they're out of line, but they have egos. And, and that's, there's nothing and, wrong with having yeah. an ego. Ego is a good thing to have oh, in this yeah. business. I take pride so, in my work. Yeah. You work hard for that. Yeah. So if you say, hey, Glow, I, you know, last week I saw this fabulous story that you did on yada, 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 or, you know, you're talking to, to somebody who maybe won a prize you know, the more you can mention that, and of course you have to be authentic. You know, this wasn't a two-second Google search where you found out, oh, you know, they did this. But the more you can really talk to them about it, and again, match their passions. I mean, you know, if it's somebody who is concerned about, say, childhood diabetes, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to go to them with a a story about Alzheimer's. Correct. You know, and and, and now that is the nice thing about media is there's so much. Um, You know, you can probably find uh, someone who... Maybe it's not their passion, but someone who might give it a little bit more interest exactly. than somebody who's who's not as interested. Exactly. And I think that's also the thing I love the most about what I do. When people say, oh, my God, you know, what do you love about your job? The first thing I say to them, it's not so much that it is a job in this social media day and age. It truly is a way of life. Even when I am on vacation I am going to look at my phone, not as much as I would if I were on my regular grind, but certainly Mm -hmm. I am going to look at it. I need to know what's going on in the world. So I'm not starting from ground zero when I come back. I want to know at least once or twice a day what happened Mm -hmm. in the world of politics, what happened in the world of news, what happened in uh, the world of entertainment, in sports. All of those things impact my world. And Mm -hmm. to go completely off the grid in my profession, to me, that is just a bit irresponsible. I won't do it. Right. You know, and, and it, it, I always love the stories. You know, and, of course, I see them on Facebook where somebody says, hey, I went off the grid. And it is weird. I mean, I kind of went off the grid for, ooh, about five, six weeks yeah. <laughs> where, you know, I was, I was just completely out of touch. Yeah. And, and it, now I still had TV on, but I was off the social media grid. Right. And there for a while, I was truly out of it enough that I didn't really know that. But then it was like, what did I miss? Right. 
And that was what was, it was kind of sad. I missed some babies that were born. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately missed some deaths, yeah. you know, missed all sorts of stuff. And so for me, it's hard to go off the grid. Yeah. Now, do I like it? You know, there are times where I'll, I'll go a day, mm -hmm. but I can't really go more than a day without thinking what's going on. And, and it's just maintaining that social contact with people more than anything. It really is. And I think if you can't pick up the phone and call people, it's just something about sending a message and seeing the little ellipses pop up, knowing that they are mm -hmm. typing something up and it's coming right back yep. at you, whether it is Twitter or Instagram mm -hmm. or Facebook or even a text message. Um, it is, it is good in a way that maybe it is an extension of our kids that we never had that says somebody right. else is thinking about me and it's, okay, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay that somebody didn't forget right. about me. Well, and, and it is a way to, to stay in touch. You know, I initially started really getting into social media several years ago and I, you know, it's been probably, Oh, seven, eight years since I, I really started using social media a lot because I'm a home-based business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, love my husband dearly, but, you know, we don't always have these, you know, deep, meaningful conversations when he comes home in the evening. Right. And, you know, and, and the cats just kind of ignore me. <laughs> so for me, social media was a way to, to feel like, hello, there is a world still out right, there. Right. And so obviously I use it for personal use, but very much for business use to connect with people on a professional level. I really used it before I moved down here to Atlanta. I used and it was funny. Facebook didn't work. You know, I knew, we knew about 15 months in advance before we were moving down here. And I tried connecting with mutual friends mm -hmm. on Facebook and gained like two or three. Oh, wow. When I used LinkedIn, I gained 150. Mm. And so, you know, it was just that, that difference to me. And of course, I, you know, I, I recognize that LinkedIn is, is obviously the much more professional tool, but I'm interested because you knew that you would be coming down here. Mm -hmm. How did you use social media in your transition to, to, to get down here, to get introduced to people and, you know, things like that. Well, it's interesting. If you go to my Facebook page, you Google Gloria Neal and you go there and you'll see on the day that I officially announced and I posted something to the effect of, you know, um, it is with a heavy heart that I post this and mm -hmm. cause I've been in Denver about 25 years. I Right. Radio, TV, and print. I mean, I was mm -hmm. one of the very few, and people would come up all the time and say, how did you finagle your deal, and what did you do? And um, and I remember one of my last sentences in that Facebook post was, you know, with this, you know, fly, I say I will fly, you know, go and fly, as in just take off, do you, Glow? Mm -hmm. um, and I remember writing that, and I was boo-hoo buckets. I was just crying my little right. eyes out mm -hmm. because I did not want to move. I was so mm -hmm. comfortable and comfort is, it sometimes is a very bad thing um, <laughs> because it, it can stagnate you. And um, I put that out there and I had, oh, I know I had over a thousand hits and comments and I was a very big Facebooker because I had a mm -hmm. show and I had a lot of things linked to that. My Twitter account was linked that, right. Which, I, by mm -hmm. the way, I had forgotten the the passcode on one Twitter account and had to open up another. Twitter oh no! Page here, <laughs> and so people say, "Gosh, she's on TV. She's only got like three hundred people following her here." And I'm like, "But I got over close to two thousand on my other one. I just can't get. I them. can't get them. But you know what? So I just link one to the other constantly. And mm -hmm. but I linked 
my Facebook um, to Twitter. And I know my Facebook account easy since just being here um, in this station really has struggled um, ratings wise and doing much better just because I think the team that they've assembled is, um, you know, gotten somewhat better and we've still got some growth that we've got to do but by and large, it's a it's a big market with a lot of competition huge huge market here mm-hmm. um and much bigger you know when you start talking denver i think denver's 18 atlanta mm-hmm. is either eight or seven it's a much bigger market right mm-hmm. and so all of that though really just drove home for me that social footprint that social media footprint becomes even more big you've got to be there you've got to really engage and people do talk back. They will talk mm-hmm. back at 4.30 in the morning. They will right. talk back at 4.30 in the evening. And uh, that really is how I, I use Facebook just constantly. I did it while we were driving down here the first time. I did it while I was in the airport the few times I've flown back to Denver and, and then back here. It has become a, a way of life, even so much so I can be in the car with my husband sometimes and we'll be coming back from an event. And I'm always posting which event I, you know, I go to just to let people mm-hmm. know I'm out in the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because again, people, if they, you want them to watch you, you've got to show them, Hey, I am mm-hmm. out in the community getting to know yep. what you do, letting you know what mm-hmm. I like to do. And they are like, Oh my God, well, I was just there. Oh, I'll meet you there. Oh, I'd love to see you. And they read that stuff religiously, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, they mm-hmm. read it night and day. Uh, and it is imperative. And then they share it with their friends. I use it right. all the time. It is part of my job. It's not an option. Period. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things, since you are a personality, and I'm meaning that in the best possible way, I mean, you're a public figure. Right. I mean, I get the people who post, hi, you're pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, for yeah. Um, you know, and, right and, and, you're, yeah. And, and it's funny because I just imagine them in their basement, you know, living in mom's basement in their pajamas. Hi, you're pretty. And I'm like, oh, really? I love um, you, Deb. I love but, you. you know, how do you, and, and the funny thing is I've never... I've never really seen any negative posters. Mm-hmm. Now you you do upbeat stories, yeah. you do, you know, you are a very positive personality. Yeah. But how do you deal with the trolls and the the icky people? So I am you are right. I'm a very positive. My default is very positive. I mm-hmm. I um have always been that way though. I I do not um toil with the foolishness or those mm-hmm. who are deciding or those who decide to, to act any other way. And if they do, then I don't give them the time of day. Now, right. you do have people I have found um, more so in this market than in Denver. You know, um, every now and then you got your creepy calls about what they were seeing and what they liked and what they didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have uh, folks who will call up and tell you what they really like about your physical attributes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I will either delete them. We let them know because uh, the desk or people who put folks through to your phones or or mm-hmm. when they email you in on social, I'll delete them and block them out. And then we have right. an IT department where you can tell them, hey, this person um, has sent this more than once um, because I'll give anybody uh, an opportunity once unless right. uh-huh. what you've written me is so egregious that that's a red flag initially. Mm-hmm. But I do not... Um, I do not um, take kindly to folks uh, saying all kinds of crazy stuff. And I actually will, uh, depending on how crazy it is, what you say, I will alert the red flag, alert alert my people on the web team and say, you need to watch this mm-hmm. email address, this particular right. footprint, because mm-hmm. it is extreme, this IP address, because it's extremely important 
that when people show you who they are, believe them. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. give folks the benefit of the doubt in a city where you got six and a half million people and you say, oh, well, you know, maybe they were having an off day. An off day is, you know, you honk your horn at somebody. It's not you took the time right. to sit down and write me a creepy email. No, mm-hmm. thank you, because I don't want you walking up on me out here in the public. And, um, you know, now I am kind of fearful for my life because people do some mm-hmm. crazy stuff. So yeah. I've very, and, very and it's weird. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a, a pretty big social presence mm-hmm. and you do. it, it freaks me out when I'm at say a Starbucks or now if it's a business meeting, that's different. Right. But if I'm, you know, say a networking, you know, or a chamber thing, because you know, you do kind of expect that people might know you there. But if I'm, if I'm say at a Starbucks and somebody walks up and, and calls me by name, that's just a little weird. And, and I immediately ask them, how do you know me? Um, you know, and, and I had one that happened, it was actually in a doctor's office and she said, are you Deb Creer? And I said, yes. And, you know, and I mean, it was a doctor's office. So it was a very non-threatening environment. And she, she said, well, I'm so-and-so's daughter. And I didn't know that person either. And so, you know, and and now I knew it wasn't anything scary or anything like that, but it was still just a little odd. And and, even when I am out, you know, at, at, Target mm-hmm. or in the mall or, you know, whether that's at Lenox Square or you are at the doctor's office or, you know, you are, you know, at you know, Orange Theory Fitness, you know, out in mm-hmm. Cobb County. I mean, you, in so many places you go and you, people will just come up to you. And even my husband will say, and he'll see it more times than me. He'll say, oh, honey, you've been spotted. Because uh-huh. I'm like looking at the blouses or I'm looking at the shoes or I'm looking at the meat or, and I'm not, I'm oblivious to it because mm-hmm. the only difference between me and the other person is I do my job in front of, you know, thousands of people in the morning right. and mm-hmm. I see the camera as a person, not as the mm-hmm. vehicle um, that kind of radiates me into someone's home. Now at the same right. time, I respect the privilege of coming into someone's home, be it social media or on that tube. Mm-hmm. But when people come up and they say, hey, Glow, my first inclination is to say, hey, how you doing? Not, mm-hmm. hey, where do you know me from? Because I'm assuming they know right. me from TV. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when they start talking like they do really know me and I'm like, hey, I don't really know you. Mm-hmm. So I'm immediately, I get a little cagey. Yep. And um, or sometimes, especially women are this way because we're very touchy feely. They want to come up and give me a hug. And I'm. I had to really work on that. Especially down here. Oh, my goodness, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. And you have to recognize. So I really had to learn uh, to let people in, engage them, like, okay, this is more friend than foe. You know, Mm -hmm. engage them. But men, certainly, it's, hello, how are you doing? This is my husband. I'll shake their hands, but I'm not hugging Mm -hmm. you. I don't know you. No, no. And, you know, and and I'm sure a lot of people do really think that they personally know you because they watch you every single morning. Or, you know, they read your posts and, and it is, you know, even if it's like, you know, when somebody will say something to me about a vacation I was on, my first thought was, how did they know that? And I think, well, you idiot, you posted about 900 pictures on Facebook. Um, But yeah, it's, and it's, that's one of the weird things about social media is it's removed a lot of those boundaries and it's made us rethink our privacy. Um, You know, and, and you mentioned the the younger generation, they don't have privacy. And that's what is, is really kind of strange is, you know, we grew up where your parents knew where you were, Mm -hmm. or at least had a pretty good idea, but you were able to go out and about, um, you know, I would ride my bike. Now, granted, I grew up in a very small Mm -hmm. town. Um, and so I could be out on my bike until dark, Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and it would take one or two phone calls. My parents would know where I right. was. Now it's very different. I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's the, the privacy factor of they don't let their kids out of their sight, which I mean, you know, that's, that's a, a certain valid concern. Sure. And then you've got the others where, you know, that they're on Facebook. I mean, I, I see people who have started their kids Facebook oh my gosh, page it's crazy. when they're born it's crazy. and, you know, and, and, <clears throat> or they post things that they should. Oh my gosh. I, I am amazed at how easy people allow in other people when it comes to their children and social media. Um, I just do not believe in, in all of that. Matter of fact, I have done several stories on just that very thing with many of my uh, law enforcement contacts in Denver and, and even in talks with a few of them here about how easy it is for uh, individuals to make inroads just in that way because parents right. think, oh, it's just social media. There is no harm, no foul because they really can't get them physically through social media. And if you are thinking that way, you are not a very smart parent. They absolutely can get them that way. It's very easy to gain trust through social media because a lot of times young folks will feel like, well, I know them because I've been talking to them the whole time looking at their picture, not realizing that may not even be how they look. Right. You know, and, and, you know, and then if you've got, say, this cute child and you're posting oh. what elementary school they go yep. to. You know, now you might not post their last name. I, I love the people who do that. It's like it, now it, it very easily could be a different last name than yours. I mean, you know, there's there is that factor. But, you know, it's like don't don't do that. Right. Um, one of the stories when I talk to high school kids, because I, I do work with kids a lot in, you know, teaching them, OK, you guys really do need to worry about your social media privacy was a story about a girl back in, in Denver and cheerleader. Cute thing. Mm -hmm. And her parents had a very good handle on her social media presence. And she was a very smart girl. You know, she, she did not post where she lived. She, you know, was, was very careful about who she friended. You know, she did everything right. And then she posted a picture of her in her cheerleading outfit. Oh, boy. Which was Bear Valley. Yep, easy to find her. There's only one Bear there Valley, I believe, in the United there States. And she, you know, she, one of her friends was not a friend. It was somebody who had duplicated somebody's profile. You know, it's, it's very easy. That's the thing that, you know, people don't understand. You right click on a photo and you can, can copy it. And, and so they created a fake profile yeah. and they went after yeah, her. And, and now, luckily she yelled, she was safe. You know, there was not a problem, but. Ugh, right. And the challenge know. there, I think for, for many, many people that they don't realize, Deb, is in this age of social media, you absolutely have to be cognizant of not just who you are talking to, even if you know every single person. If I've got five friends that are following me on Facebook, I don't know the people they've got right. following me. They've, they've got five successful. friends. They've got That's five right. friends. Mm -hmm. That's right. It matters. It just matters. Well, and, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is turn off the tagging feature. You know, the default, I mean, you can tell that Facebook was written by these young kids who don't care about privacy. Mm -hmm. And because I don't want somebody tagging me in a photo, you know, it, it's and <clears throat> just any photo in general, unless I approve it. Mm -hmm. But I certainly don't want them saying, hey, Deb is at this meeting at X address. Mm -hmm. And, you know, OK, if it's noon, not a big deal. But maybe it's a meeting after dark right. where I'm walking to my car in the dark. Right. And they mean well, you know, we all want to say, hey, we, you know, we went to this great meeting with so-and-so, but I just don't want that out there. And now, you know, I am, I do post when I'm on vacation and I will say I'm on vacation, but then I also talk about my house sitter, mm -hmm. you know, and, and things like that. And, 
Is it the wisest move? Probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be better if I just waited and posted pictures when I got back. Mm -hmm. I live my life a little bit more out there than most people, but it is a consideration that I think everybody really needs to think oh, about, absolutely. whether, you know, you're, you're, you know, a celebrity or not, right. you know, you need to just limit your access. Right. Right. No, that that's absolutely right. That's why I think even, even, uh, someone was saying, well, you know, I'm on, uh, this person was on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Hulu. I mean, all of there was like five or six mm-hmm. of them. It was like, Gloria, you're just on Facebook and and I think you know you Twitter. Why aren't you on? I mean, because you're on this, you know, this morning news anchor. You should be on. I said, no, I'm accessible enough. I'm accessible right. enough. I'm not. That's enough. And mm-hmm. I am not going to be on any more than I already am on. And end of story. You have to determine what is and is not uh, too much for you. And right. Uh, some people just absolutely love living their everything, what they're eating for mm-hmm. breakfast to where they're going almost every second of the day. I am not. I am using it based on what it is I am doing and certainly gives you a snapshot of who I am as a person and in mm-hmm. my life, very positive, very upbeat, um, very involved in community. And by that, I mean my entire community, whether it is women, whether it is kids, whether it is mm-hmm. um um, you name it, I am there um, right. when it comes to being positive and trying to do very good for not just those who are here now, but for thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. But when you look at um, where that line is drawn, I wanted to be clear. There are things you don't see a tremendous amount of what my husband does and you don't see right. a lot of mm-hmm. vacation stuff and you don't see a lot of because I draw that line. I am mm-hmm. off the grid sometimes when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I draw that line. That's important mm-hmm. to me. Right. Well, and if he wants to post, right. then he posts. On his. That's and, right. Not yeah. on mine. Because I right. think he, I signed up for this. He didn't. My family mm-hmm. did not sign up for this. You know, my, you got siblings, you've got, they didn't sign up for this. And so I don't bring them along unless they've mm-hmm. asked or said, this is okay. And the same thing, I'll take pictures of people and I'll say, is it okay for me to post? I hate mm-hmm. when I show up on somebody's and they're like, it haven't even asked me. I absolutely, right. even now being on TV, I absolutely hate that. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it's, it's funny because we might think it's a great picture <laughs> and you might look at it and go, Ooh, right. not so much. Right. Or maybe it's a great picture of something else, right. you know, and, and all of this. And, and, you know, and, and my philosophy is if I am not completely comfortable with everybody in the picture seeing it, right. then it shouldn't be out right. there. Now I can edit pictures. I can do all sorts of stuff. And, and, you know, or I might just show a group shot, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, um, I do go to a lot of networking events and, and things like that, but you know, I'll look at it. And if there's anybody in there that might not be happy with that picture, then I don't post right. it. Um, you know, and, and sadly I have friends who do the opposite, yep. you know, that's part of why I turned tagging off. I had one friend who thought it was the most fun thing in the world to always show somebody eating. Oh, we're never looking good Beauty. when we're shoveling food in our face. And he just thought it was cute. That is just and, a horrible. <laughs> well, and, you know, and it, it's, it reached the point where when he was anywhere around, I would just put my silverware down. Yeah. And I wouldn't because he would, he, he thought it was funny to take my picture. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it you know, it's, and, no. and it was, yeah, it was just one of those things. And, and so, yeah, if you're, if you think, hey, you know, is Glow going to look at that picture and think, yeah, maybe not so much. Well, then don't post That's it. That's right. And um, I'm the same you know, Or send it privately. Yes. Hey, you know, I, I, you know, here was a picture from the event, you know, um, 
whatever. But, you know, there's certainly ways to, to be able to send it to somebody just to say, hey, you know, I thought you might want this exactly. picture. And then it gives them the option right. of, of posting That's it. exactly right. No, it, it is. It's People can be absolutely crazy with this. But this door that we've opened called social media it is not going to be closed. Oh, no. It is wide open, and it's mm-hmm. only becoming more and more and more complicated. And there has to be somebody who writes a book of etiquette on social media if they haven't already, because there's so many, so many things. To what you just spoke on, there are so many non-written rules of right. things that you should not do that people mm-hmm. either think is cute or think is acceptable or if it's okay for me. or And it's like it, it, it really is not... Um, and they they should you would think that common sense would prevail, but social media has shown that common sense is not all that common. Well, somehow we think that that monitor is a shield, right? And it protects us, you know, and and so we can do whatever we want, whether it's saying something, you know, swearing, talking politics. Right. Oh, that's you know. never know. And of course, now we just talk politics all the time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or, or posting negative comments, right. all of these various things or bad pictures, you know, all of that. And, and we think, well, we're safe or haha, didn't you know that I was only being funny? No. And, and I tell people, treat it like you were actually face to face with that person. Right. You know, would you say that to them? You know, you might. And it was funny because I was doing an interview yesterday and, and we were talking about this fact. And, and, uh, one of the things I said was, you know, you might disagree with somebody, but face to face, you would hopefully be more polite about Correct. it than saying, "Hey, you're a blankety blank idiot" right. on a Facebook post. Right. Um, you know, and 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 I've only ever had I, I've had one person call me an idiot one time, and and she didn't even know me, and oh it was my like, gosh. Hey. um, and and it was one of those threads that went wrong, and just kind of went downhill fast, and and um, and I finally just jumped out of it and and said, "This is not," no. and you know, and and then I've only ever had one time. Where somebody posted, and you know, I'll let somebody. And if it's on their page, if they swear, okay, that's their site, mm-hmm. and and that's. The, but if they're if they're on mine, oh, no. they get one chance. No, you're not and, on my Facebook yeah, page. You know, and and I've only ever had one time, and it was funny. It was back when I was president of the Denver Buff Club there in at University of Colorado, and we had the coach who shall remain nameless, <laughs> and people didn't like Coach Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was just kind of one of those that that people didn't like him. Right. And, you know, things didn't work out, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I had posted, I'm going to a CU basketball game. Different sport. Totally different sport. And that's all I said. And, you know, and, and of course that was, you know, the, the buffs were doing really well, sell out crowds, blah, blah, blah. And somebody who knew I was president of the buff club Mm -hmm. board responded and said, how can you support that? Oh my God. University who has that effing football coach, and they use that word four times in their post. Now, luckily, it came across on my phone, which is something that I tell people you have got to do. You know, even though it's an annoyance. No, I, you I like be, it. Yeah. You know, you need to see what's going on because right. this came across. And so I was able to immediately go in and delete mm-hmm. it. And then I contacted him and I said, you, you can put that on your page. I don't care. Don't you don't ever say something like that again on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he apologized profusely. And it was one of those things where he hit post and he thought, "Uh oh, I shouldn't have done oh, that. Oh gosh. But how would you think that that's oh, even acceptable? You can't. I even, know. You know. 
you know, and, 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 but he did, you know, it was that he was protected by that computer monitor and, and that has, you know, or you see people post things about businesses. Um, you know, we had when, you know, another story with university of Colorado, you know, it, it tends to be a party school, you know, and this was before marijuana was legal and, you know, uh, playboy magazine named them the number one party school. And this was, you know, several years ago and somebody went to every single one of the uh, Facebook pages that were in some way affiliated with the university and posted Playboy photos. And, you know, they came and, you know, now the, the thing about what we did, the, the page had to be blocked for NCAA rules to anybody under 18, mm-hmm. but that still was not appropriate. I mean, it didn't matter who, you know, we didn't need to see no, the girls. Absolutely um, not. And now, you know, so, but I immediately deleted it. I apologized, you know, to the, because I was the page manager, I apologized and, and did things like that. And, um, and the funny thing was he lost his football tickets because there's, you know, there's like some clause in our, in our football tickets, but you know, that's where I think sometimes people, and, and my guess is you might even get it more, especially a, a television station where somebody disagrees with a story where, and, and I mean, some of the stories, I mean, they just, they get us passionate. Whether it's politics or a well, shooting well, or that's a, why could... that's why Deb we have come up with and and I think to your to your point the, mm-hmm. the question of the day has grown tremendous legs as a result mm-hmm. of social media because it mm-hmm. gives people a way to vent you know so right. if it is dealing with politics and of course you know being in a political season doesn't seem like we're not ever in a political season these right. days though mm-hmm. but it, it gives people when you come up with that question of the day. You know, it, it early in the day, they can get out whatever it is that is vexing them or ticking them mm-hmm. off or they want to sound off about. Uh, and they can get that there on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page, whether they are going uh, to CBS46.com or whether it is on that Twitter page. And here's what I've learned. Once they get it out, They're and done. they are done. But here is the mm-hmm. here is the other part of that, Deb, because they get it out. If there were there was a time once they got it out, they would rant, 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 be very upset because no one got back to them. Now you've got a web team. A lot of times, if they're not um, full of a whole bunch of curse words, I used to say mm-hmm. superlatives, but if right. they're not full of a, a whole bunch of curse words and they're making points, people on our web team will respond back to them. And people have softened their stance saying, oh my goodness, yes. I didn't expect mm-hmm. people to person to get back to me. Thank you so much for taking the time. Mm-hmm. I do understand your perspective. Never thought about mm-hmm. it that way. And what it has done on the backside of that response from that viewer, it has allowed us insight into what they're thinking and right. given us another angle to the story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, because in those rants, there might be, you know, Hey, you should have talked to Bob Smith Correct. or, you know, something like that. And, and the key is exactly what you said. People just want to be heard. Right. You know, and, and now they do have that option. And, and that's what I tell businesses when they say, oh, my gosh, I got this horrible review. I have to remove it from my Facebook page. And I tell them, OK, and you, you, you need to deal with it. Now, granted, if if it was filled with George Carlin's you know, bad <laughs> words and, and all of those, then you might want to delete it. But the problem is you delete it and it makes a matter right. because they felt that they weren't heard. Right. And and I tell them, you know, you want to acknowledge it. You want to say, oh, my gosh, we are so sorry mm-hmm. that you had a bad experience here at our restaurant. Right. Or you want to say that, you know what, 
um, depending right. on if it is that bad experience at the restaurant, certainly. Mm -hmm. But if it is something where they need to be taken to task or, hey, you know what, I if you are going to disagree, if you've got an issue, you cannot use all of these curse words on this. Please bring this to our attention. We certainly mm -hmm. would have, but you can't right. do this. And so right. this is mm -hmm. why this was removed. Or if you are mm -hmm. having an issue and you didn't use curse words, I'll respond to that. Yeah. Here's right. I had a woman who actually sent me an email basically saying um, that she thought that my makeup tint, the color of my makeup that I was using was wrong. Now, mm -hmm. I know I have had this scan since I was out <laughs> and I know which tint to use. And I also uh -huh. recognize that in the summertime, um, my tint changes as opposed to right. winter. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know. Mm -hmm. And I said in the email, I said, you know what? I wish you would have included your, she was, hey, listen, Gloria, I think you're a beautiful woman. And I just wanted to tell you, and this was a woman, because we can be very critical of other women. Oh, and yes. I, and mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell you that, um, that, that, you know, you looked this way on my TV and I thought your, your makeup is always flawless, but I thought this shade was wrong. And you know what? I, I just can, I recommend this, this, and this. And so I went through it and I'm looking for a phone number. And so I responded back and I said, I wish you would have included your phone number because I would have loved to have given you a call. Um, while I appreciate you taking the time and thank you so much for watching me because I know you have many, many choices. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have asked you what's your tent on in your TV? Because a lot of times with African American, ah, mm -hmm. you have to check your tent. Every TV does mm -hmm. not come fully equipped and it, you know right. things have been changed. I said, you do want to check that. I said, but more importantly, I said, I am very much aware of my hue. And also, um, I gave her, you know, I know in the wintertime, my hue does this. In the summertime, it does this. This is what I wear. But please check your tent um, and let me know before I go out and buy right. new makeup. And I said, oh, new, you know, smiley face and all this, mm -hmm. laugh and LOL. But thank you again for taking the time. She sent me an, a message back about three days later. She was like, OMG. <laughs> it was her TV. My tent. Oh my, mm -hmm. I am so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. You know, Gloria, thank you so much for that. I would not have been the wiser. And I, you are so very welcome. You know what? Mm -hmm. Because most people don't know that. They just look at their TV. Right. I am a living example, Deb. Of you cannot believe everything you see on TV. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, by you acknowledging her and so politely, you got a fan for life, right. you know, and, and, and it doesn't matter if you're on TV or if you're selling widgets, right. you know, when you do that, you develop that, that, that trust with people sure. and, you know, and, and, and it is pretty easy to have just thought, what the heck is she talking about? Delete, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, and I mean, how many times do we see people do that? Whether it's a business or, you know, anything like that, or we'll think I'll get back to it. Right. You know, I'll, I'll respond later and then we totally forget. And and it was a great opportunity for the person and or the business to have really helped establish a relationship with that person. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that business owners miss out on is, you know, they don't even take the time to say thank you, whether it was a, a positive or a negative comment. Um, I, one of the funniest ones I ever saw one time, you know, we're, we travel quite a bit. And so I usually check TripAdvisor and Yelp. And, you know, the hotel we were staying at, this person had written this horrible comment about how, you know, the, the bars around the place, everybody partied really late. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to be fun. But we had a reservation. We were traveling with our dogs. And so we were kind of stuck as to where we were going. We get there. There's not a bar in sight. 
And so I actually went back to the review. And by then the hotel had responded, which, you know, a lot of, especially a business like that, they typically don't respond or they'll just respond with a cut and paste. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Mm -hmm. And this person responded and said, you know, thank you for taking the time. However, we think you might have the wrong property because here are the names of the businesses that surround us. And it was funny. It was all uh, car dealerships. And, and he's, and they said, you know, it's, uh, we do think that you have the wrong property and they did go back and, and respond and say, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We did have the wrong one. Um, but you know, when I see that a business and tip, you know, whether it's a hotel or restaurant, whatever, if they took the time to respond to that comment, I like it, you know, because I think they know what customer service is. So if I go up to the front desk or to the maitre d' or whoever, and I say, you know, could I do this or, you know, whatever, they're going to respond to me. Yeah, I think that's the biggest plus for me is when, and you said it earlier, people just want to be heard. And a lot of times when you acknowledge that you heard them, whether you agree or disagree, that becomes a mute point. They just want to know Mm -hmm. that you acknowledge their point of view. Uh And with respect, then they can move on. I, I, I find that in this day and age where it seems like being rude is the way of the world, it is so refreshing. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny down here in the South. I mean, rude is different. Mm-hmm, is. Um, you know, in, in Colorado, they would have just said something. <laughs> and and here they look at you and they smile sweetly and they say, well, bless your heart. Yep. Which, you know, being from Colorado, at first you thought, well, isn't that sweet? And then somebody told me, no, it means you're an idiot. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. drat. You know, and luckily I hadn't been saying that to people. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. you know, and, 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 but it is funny because... It is, you know, it's, it's something that you find in different areas where, you know, and, and, and people need to keep that in mind too, when they're, you know, especially on say Facebook, because we are connected with people from all over everywhere. And, and, you know, maybe saying some of those words, well, you know, that, that might be a little bit more common to them than, you know, somewhere else. I do think that there is a place for social media. I mean, it, it has created Certainly, jobs in my profession, it has, mm-hmm. it has made communicating uh, so much easier um, in some instances. And then there are other instances where there is no substitute for that human voice, that human touch, right. that, mm-hmm. that human element of penmanship. And you mm-hmm. want to know somebody wrote you a note. You want to know mm-hmm. that somebody took the time. But when I am pressed for time and I think that you have got to make sure you communicate with the masses as quickly as possible, social media has opened up a, a door that you have to think, where the heck have you been my entire life? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and especially for the media with, with say, breaking oh, news. Oh, my goodness. Whether it's, you know, a hostage situation or um, bad weather. I mean, you know, we certainly have our share of bad weather down here. And it's funny because I follow um, a Birmingham weather person on on Facebook. And just because he's really funny and and he's he's huge into social media. But Birmingham is pretty much straight west of here. Mm -hmm. So if they're getting bad weather in Birmingham in a couple hours, we're probably going to have bad weather here. And, um, you know, but, but yeah, it's something and... But my guess is, too, that, and it comes back to what we were saying at the start, it does make it harder sometimes for media because you you might not always be able to vet some of those stories and make sure that, you know, what's going on is, is right. Well, that's the challenge, I think. Do you want to be right or do you want to be first? And mm-hmm. I think whether it is through social media or whether it is through getting that breaking news first on the air, you do 
have to make that determination. Um, I would rather be right because you only get right. so mm -hmm. many chances in our profession to do mm -hmm. over, to do it over. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, your credibility is shot. And so it's okay. Social media is going to be there. You will be able to use it. But if mm -hmm. you're always right, um, that is a thumbs up. People will come to you mm -hmm. and it may take longer to garner those viewers and those followers as opposed to if you're always first, but 50% of the time you're wrong, you will lose more than you gain. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and even if it means a delay, I would rather have the correct information, especially if it's some breaking news. Sure. Um, you know, and, hey, you know, am I supposed to go into my basement or not? Okay, well, I should probably just go into the basement. Right. But, um, you know, and, and all of those things, I would prefer that it, that it is the correct information. Maybe it's five minutes later. Maybe it's, you know, an hour it's later. It's worth it. But yeah, you want the, the right information. And, you know, and, and it comes back to, you know, not that I'm dating myself because this is before my time with the, the Dewey defeats Truman headline. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and because they were just rushing to get exactly. that newspaper to print. Right. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that obviously continues to be an example of what happens when, when you do it too fast. Right. That's exactly right. You, you, you definitely want to be able, um, to get, I mean, the confirmation through, you know, being fast and expedient, that's all great and wonderful, but there is something to be said about, man over machine, you know, or woman mm -hmm. over machine. You want to be able to get that confirmation. Did somebody see it, hear it, count it, touch it, feel it? Uh, right. And then we've got the confirmation as opposed to we're 80% sure this is 100% right. That mm -hmm. doesn't fly in the face of a lot of people when you start talking about lives are on the line. You have to right. be sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's, got to be really difficult to be in the media, especially where you do have competitors. Yeah. And sometimes the competitors are going to take the risks. Yeah. But they, as you said, it only takes, you know, a couple of times of that before they're thinking, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to whoever that is because they're not right. Right. Yeah. They, they will take the risk. And, <clears throat> and some news directors, some general managers, some will say that that is worth it. Some will mm -hmm. say that, you know, that risk is worth it for them. Uh, and I, I would venture to say that that's not the case. Now, maybe it would depend upon the story, but when right. lives mm -hmm. are uh, at risk or when credibility is at risk, that's why mm -hmm. I hate to be the person sitting in the chair and having to say, you know, here on this station, we have got to clarify this position. Or we've got, that means Technically, a producer did not do due diligence and get it right, right the first time, which means mm -hmm. when I get off the air, I am going to rip somebody a new butt because uh -huh. that's my face having to say whatever yeah. it is I've got to say based on what you just said. And that's not acceptable. Not acceptable. No. So yeah. uh, I need you to be right. I don't care if we're the last ones to get it. If And then we need to look at, well, what's the reporter on the scene? Why can't they get this information? I need you to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it really doesn't take that much longer to, to double check the facts. And, and I think that's one of the things that social media has really caused problems with is, you know, and, and Facebook, of course, is the big culprit in this. We, as in just the general public, will see a story and it's like, oh, my gosh, forward it, forward it, forward it, forward it, forward it. And, you know, we didn't check because, well, it came from a friend of mine who they're they're accurate 
And, you know, I love the people that, that forward things and, you know, win the free trip to wherever. And yeah. it's like, no, right. I tell people if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Just check first, you know, Facebook's not going to start charging you, you know, all of these various things that make the rounds, the new privacy statements. I love those, you know, Facebook is now removing. No, you know, they're, they're not doing all of that. And, and, you know, if you would spend two seconds to check, you'd find out that it's a, a scam, right? Um, you know, or the people who do send on scams right? that, you know, you click on, <clears throat> saw somebody's today, she clicked on something on Facebook and man, it was malware and she was having problems with her computer. Exactly. And that is the challenge. I mean, I am extremely careful um, with that. Um, so many times, I mean, folks in my profession, you know, they thought something was legit and they forwarded it and, and that mm -hmm. becomes a new story where they say, you know, this story was forwarded a million times and it turns out that it was fraudulent. It was fake. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I mean, we've all seen the, the fake death notices. I mean, some of these poor celebrities have died 20, 30 times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they, they re-die. You know, I saw one the other day where they were, you know, oh, boo-hoo, so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, that was 10 years ago that they died. Really? Right. Yeah. Right. No, you it know, is. And, and, it's true. It is very, very true. Yeah. And unfortunate, but that's the day and age we live in because it's mm -hmm. so much easier um, to for the story to take off than it is to retract the story. Right. Yep. You know, and, and, and it's so easy to just hit the share button, you know, and, and again, we think, well, it was a trusted person that posted it. So, you know, it must be correct. If there's one thing I would say about social media and in this day and age taking off is just the lack of quality control. We don't have mm -hmm. that piece down because if we did, we would not be experiencing some of these, um, how shall I say, social retractions whether right. it is the death of somebody, whether it is um, some sort of fraudulent report that it's been put out there. And it's so easy to say something about someone and that is not true. And it's mm -hmm. so, so hard to get that taken back um, right. after it is out there uh, on the social airwaves. Not even so much on TV or radio. It's easy to say this was not true. But you cannot get that back once it's on social media, whether it is oh, a know. horrible video of you or whether it is uh, something that has been put into print. It's absolutely wrong that it lives as long as it does when it is not true. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, Gloria, holy cow. <laughs> we have filled the hour. This has been so much fun. And, you know, and, and, and it's been informative, too. Yes. I hope that people who, you know, might want to pitch a story to the media have learned some things. You know, we've all learned, to, you know, to, to watch our privacy, mm -hmm. things like that. For people who want to connect with you and find you online, how do they do that? It would be the best way is Gloria.Neal, that's N-E-A-L, at CBS46.com. Gloria.Neal cool. at CBS46.com. That's the best way. Perfect. Just send me an email. Perfect. And of course, watch you in the morning. So when are you on? I am on from 4.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. Monday through Friday on CBS 46 here in Atlanta, Georgia. But I would love it. And we stream it at CBS46.com. So I have people in Denver watch it. You know, I have people uh, in other states watch it uh, as well. So I love that part about social media. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Well, sweetie, this has been absolutely delightful. Loved catching up with you, and we will definitely have to do it again. Oh, yes. Oh, and by the way, Glow Neil knows. That's my Twitter handle. <gasps> perfect, perfect. So Glow Neil, N-E-A-L, knows at, uh, for Twitter. Yes. Perfect. I love it. Thanks. Well, I have been talking with Gloria Neal. I am Deb Creer, 
And until next week, everyone have a great time. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.